0: Welcome to Smash, the podcast that discusses uh the nope, I fucked up the intro. Anyway, uh we drink gin and we talk about mash uh podcast of gin in the four oh seven. There we go. That's our <laughs> tagline. That's our tagline. Uh I am one of your lustrious hosts, Sally Collins. And
1: I am your other less lustrous less yeah. lustrious host, uh Ian E. Muller.
0: We've only just started drinking.
1: We haven't uh, really drank at all.
0: Um, so what are we drinking today? Tonight,
1: or yes, because it's the evening, uh, we are drinking Aviation American Gin, which is Ryan Reynolds gin.
0: Interesting. I haven't yeah, tried this. Neither have
1: I. This will be the first time trying it.
0: I like how you say I haven't tried this like I'm a connoisseur like of gin <laughs> and I just like missed this one or somehow. Or drink it all, yeah. Yeah, no, I have daiquiris at medieval times. That's my speed, because I'm that mom.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, Aviation American Gin, batch distilled with an adventurous blend of spices from around the world. This is bottle 0917. Um, It's only 84 proof, which is lower than some of the other gins we've had.
0: Let me smell it.
1: You can smell and I'm going to taste it. Oh,
0: that smells like pure rubbing alcohol.
1: Oh, no, it doesn't. I smell all the spices.
0: Maybe that's what I'm smelling, but oh, oh, this is going to be brutal. You've you've uh, mixed me a nice drink though. I so. did, Yeah,
1: I, we we've switched to you drinking cocktails because <laughs> I I feel bad for you. <laughs> Mostly, um, that's a really good gin. Um, I, I'm gonna it's take not, a sip. It's not too. Doesn't have a lot of that rubbing alcohol. There's this word for that flavor, and I'm actually
0: yeah. It. That tastes better. That tastes better. Yeah. Not. Well, I can't really make a value judgment call. I don't want to uh, besmirch the one that we were previously drinking because
1: the one we were previously drinking had a very unusual flavor profile, which made it like not work as well outside of more like highball cocktails.
0: Yeah, but this one mixes well in my cocktail. Um, I like I like this. <laughs> Which is good, because I'm going to need some by the end of this episode.
1: Yes, because this is a, this is an episode. Uh,
0: I have a lot of opinions. Why don't
1: you tell, tell folks what episode we just watched?
0: So we just watched episode seven, Banana Crackers and Nuts. This is where Hawkeye tries to uh, get a break for a few days. Hawkeye and Trapper. But, yeah, mostly Hawkeye. Mostly Hawkeye. Tries to get away for a few days, and it completely backfires. Yep. Because uh, CO goes out of town And acts very out of character That's actually one of the uh, I am going to start with The ADR that they do in the hospital Always drives me fucking nuts It's so bad (laughs) Like it's clearly Like they didn't even bother to get room tone Oh yeah They didn't didn't bother with the uh, Foley It's just like pure way too crisp and a little too loud hawkeye adr and it's yep. like what the fuck is happening here yep. but um but it is a good scene of business as usual showing their exhaustion yep it actually contains so few lines for an opening scene so it's a great like establishing scene i
1: actually think this is the first episode that really showcases like the length of a surgery session and how exhausted, how like the nurses have to literally come in and feed them and like hold straws up for them to drink orange juice and stuff mm-hmm. because of how long and the sessions are and how exhausted they get.
0: Yeah. Um, and and I thought it was a good establishing shot, um, and then we cut straight to a Hawkeye being very. Um, alcoholic in a not funny
1: way this is like this episode does really introduce that like what the stress and trauma has driven them to with regards to their alcoholism which isn't to excuse the fact that they're alcoholics but
0: yeah but like i think up until this episode the alcoholism is very played for laughs and it's played like like your friend from college that's like, I totally have it under control. Yeah. And then this is the episode where they crash their car yeah. into the into a stoplight. Yeah. Like, it it very much, uh like and when I say Hawkeye acting like an alcoholic, like the distillery
1: they're, they're being still, dry. Yeah. Yep. Like setting him off and getting upset and yelling at Trapper and then immediately realizing that he's yelling at his best friend for essentially no reason because he's just as much as fall but still
0: yeah and um it's kind of the first time we really get to see it as alcoholism instead of it it's the it's season one madmen versus season five (laughs) madmen
1: oh oh god yeah (laughs) uh i drank too much when i watched that show (laughs) I, was also smoke, I also still smoked at the time, so I was smoking way too much when I watched that show.
0: That should be our next show, but we will not smoke during it.
1: No, we will not smoke. But we will drink but during we will.
0: it. This is becoming yeah. my, uh, my... The only
1: time you drink.
0: My boring housewife uh, <laughs> <laughs> alcohol situation. Oh, God.
1: The once up every three weeks that we sit down and watch three episodes and record this. <laughs> and you have like drinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is why I'm such a lightweight
1: by the third episode. I know.
0: Um,
1: oh, but, uh... No. But that, yeah. that is
0: also the first real conflict mm-hmm. between Trapper and Hawkeye.
1: This is, yeah, this episode has a lot of first introductions. Um, it, it, you know, the first introduction of how grueling and really traumatic the surgery sessions are. The first episode of really addressing their alcoholism. The first episode really highlighting um that you know the first time they fought but also the first time they really address how dehumanizing they view Frank at Tot Lips.
0: Yeah. Um we'll get to that part cuz I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> uh it's yeah. interesting like on rewatches cuz even when we watched this uh recently on rewatches I just go, "Fuck, I used to think this was funny." Yeah. Like it's the, I call it the, um, call it the Deckard effect. Oh,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where
0: like Harrison Ford was the big sex symbol of our youth and mm-hmm. everything he did was just hot. No matter how terrible it was, it was hot. And
1: now we're like, oh, that's really rapey. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, like Blade Runner oh. on a rewatch, not romantic. Or not like romantic at all.
1: <laughs> you and I starting to watch uh, History's Vikings. And yeah. me being like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite character. You know, I really probably shouldn't have mentioned that. He's really awful in this season. He gets better, I promise. If you had told me that was your favorite
0: character when we were dating, I would no longer be dating you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd that's, be like, I'm be sorry,
0: that's a red flag dog. I got to get out of that here. Would be,
1: that would be a massive red flag. Yeah, uh, that's valid. It's like that's
0: telling valid. me Frank Birds is your favorite character. Uh, no,
1: not that bad. Not that bad. It would be like saying Trapper is your favorite character. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I got uh, angry at um, Henry this episode uh, because Henry is such an inconsistent character. Oh,
1: yeah. He's so,
0: he is whatever the plot needs him to be at any given moment yep. in time oh, yeah. because the character waffles between... I'm so inept and silly, and I can't even tie my shoelaces. And then this episode, he was like, I'm leaving. Fuck every last one of you. I'm not doing a single thing for you. Bye-bye. It's very much
1: that, oh, you need a break? I'm more important and I need one too. Bye.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it was very much like, well, we need Henry gone so we can justify a Hawkeye versus Frank episode. So we're just going to have Henry leave... Period. No real character drive or explanation or situation there.
1: He was golfing. <laughs> yeah,
0: like it. It very much is weird.
1: Yeah. Um, well, they do that a lot with him like yeah. they'll they'll just pull him out of an episode specifically to put Frank in charge for an episode but later on it's like he has to go to Tokyo for a conference he has to go to Seoul for a you know meeting stuff like that kind of more like how they use it with um Colonel Potter later on where it makes sense why he's going but it really is still just a plot device
0: yeah and they don't justify it well at all in this episode. They just gave him like an yep. asshole personality because they had to get him out.
1: It did, it did give me it did give me a joke though mm-hmm. that I I always think about and I'm reminded of, which is they call uh whenever he leaves Frank turns into instant Hitler, and I was like instant Hitler, just add water. <laughs> I'm like, Oof.
0: I, <laughs> instant Hitler, <laughs> just add Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, God. I will say though this episode felt like frank was tamped down more in his racism and aggressions and he was just more of the pathetic man baby then yep. he eventually becomes full time
1: yeah that's that um, makes sense
0: it feels like they they tempered it out a little bit in this episode they're like well he he can't be yelling slurs in every episode i guess <laughs> like yeah my god Frank is horrible also I got a big giggle because the dog that was uh under the the thing doing the
1: um, oh, like a little bit patient, patient five
0: patient five uh looks like a bigger version of our dog yes I was like oh my boy <laughs>
1: yeah yeah he does uh
0: oh, I duh I got a pocket of gin.
1: I I even put that <laughs> in the cocktail shaker and mixed it up.
0: Yeah, I think just the I think the mix just likes to separate. Uh, from it, it is
1: yeah, because it's a, it is a mix.
0: <laughs> oh, that hit! All right, we're good, we're good. Anyway, um, Hawkeye's crazy act was very hilarious. Like everything he was doing was funny, but the the laugh track really fucking killed it. Yeah, like this I, is one of those times where it's like just let the moment be funny. Like,
1: yeah. Uh, And I will say, because he does such a good job of like portraying just like losing it, I actually didn't notice the laugh track until you just brought it up. Like, while watching the episode, I did not catch it.
0: It's one of those laugh tracks always hit me bad when I'm about to laugh at something and then something does it for me a half second before.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: it's like the moments that were funny, I'd like feel like. Uh-huh. but before I could even like get a laugh out, the laugh track did it for me. And I was just like, Ugh, this, and this, now I don't
1: want to punctuates <laughs>
0: wrong on the scene. They also overused it. They did. Lot.
1: They definitely overused it on this one.
0: Um, let's see. I, I don't like Sherman. Uh, he well, makes
1: me miss Sydney Freeman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I immediately go, Oh, where's Sydney. Sydney. Bring I Sydney l- in please. I
0: love Sydney. Um, I said, uh, though, the scene where um, Sherman is analyzing him is very interesting when you put it parallel to where he ends up with Sydney, Because the, oh, scene, yeah. the scene actually plays out almost identical. The thing that changes is Hawkeye's aggression towards the process. Because, yep. like, in this one, he's being playfully combative and, and everything. And Sydney doesn't address him that much differently than Sherman like it's still a similar psychiatric process but Hawkeye's aggressive rejection of the process by the end shows that downward spiral into it Mm -hmm. like here he's like I'm just freely associating words but by the time he gets to Sydney it's like and what do you associate that word with and he was like death like he But I think it's it's just interesting to see, like, an early-season psyche-val of Hawkeye and thinking about it parallel to later, because mm-hmm. it, it the army... Mm, yep. Speaking no. from experience, the army has, like, a very bare-bones way of doing psyche-vals. So just seeing the character difference in approach to it.
1: Yeah. I, one of the things that I notice more from a character perspective and a writing perspective is just the... If you break it down, Captain Sherman is a competent psychiatrist. he He is analyzing and addressing the problems. Oh and, I had that in my notes later. <laughs> but their lack of respect for him versus the respect they have for Sidney Friedman
0: mm-hmm.
1: plays a massive. It just completely changes the uh, dynamic.
0: But Sydney also had to earn that, and he did. Sherman's not really around long enough to earn that.
1: No, but like the point of Sydney's first episode is Sidney earning it versus yeah. this one.
0: Um, I, I did say I thought it was a uh, very interesting. Hawkeye plays the gay card to play the insanity, mm-hmm. um, and Sherman doesn't really react like you think he would like, or it's not played for laughs of so Sherman being yeah. like, oh no, it's Sherman's like. Okay, this is something we have to address. Yeah. We have to talk about this. Okay, tell me more about your feel. It is taken far more seriously than I would have expected. It- <coughs> for a show that came out during this time.
1: Yeah, I think that there's inter- it's, there's interesting social commentary in that because yes, being gay would have been considered a reason to section 8 someone back Mm -hmm. then oh yeah but it's taken very seriously it's not run as a even though he is kidding it's not run as a joke there isn't the laugh track when he's doing it
0: yeah i wrote down it's funny that hawkeye is lying not that he's gay
1: yeah exactly
0: like him being gay is taken seriously and we the audience are only laughing because we we are laughing at the ruse
1: yeah we know he's not gay so the lie is funny
0: and the the exaggerated commentary about Frank is funny. Yeah,
1: the exaggeration of how how he feels like sleeping with his shaving brush under his pillow. Yeah,
0: it's the it's the outlandishness. But yeah. it but it was still treated way more seriously where back then, at least from my parents' history in the military, uh he would have been sectioned eight immediately. He oh, would have yeah. he would have been hauled in front of the major oh,
1: yeah. and
0: outed immediately. Um so it's it's those moments in this show that are shockingly progressive for the time mm-hmm. that I think is why MASH has so much staying power is that it doesn't become cringe yeah. like like the rest of stuff from back then. Like, I love Sanford and Son. I went to rewatch Sanford and Son and oh my God, oh my God. Yep. Ah, but MASH has those moments sprinkled throughout it as opposed to it being... You never look at MASH and go, the show's a product of its time. It actually yeah. stands up now.
1: Yeah, it does. It, it's good social commentary on how people are treated in the military and what is isn't isn't important. Now, I will say, yes, they're very progressive about being gay. Not so much about women. You want to jump into how angry you uh, are at Trapper now?
0: <laughs> first, uh, first, I want to say I fucking snort laughed at this is the army. Nobody can do the best they can.
1: <laughs> that was a good line. I- <laughs> Oh. And
0: obviously everyone's experience the in the army. army is different. I will never I will never uh postule that my family's opinion of the army is the opinion. Um I very much respect what my family did, but there there're certain like in jokes that it's not really an in joke, but like you know, it's kind of like uh, having siblings where you're like, I can make fun of them, but other people can't. Yeah. Like, if if someone else said everyone in the army is stupid and incompetent, I'd probably sock them one. Yeah. But other army people saying the army is stupid and incompetent, <laughs> you're like, haha, buddy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... But uh, Because
1: people other people in the army are talking about the army is stupid and incompetent, not the people in the army are. Yeah. Whereas yeah, um, yeah, I actually
0: yeah, did yeah. write, like, and there it is, the psych is able to act to see through what Hawkeye's doing and catch the actual trauma. Yep. Which is where Sherman becomes a good character because he gets duped so much through this episode, but it but they didn't go he's a stupid doctor. Because why would Houlihan call out a doctor who was very incompetent? She wants to call out a good doctor to get Hawkeye out.
1: Yeah, to either catch him in a lie or get him thrown out, yeah.
0: But uh, similar to recent situations in the news, she called her own lawyer, and then the lawyer actually uh, proved (laughs) Hawkeye. You know, like, she, she called her expert. Yep. And the expert went, actually he does need help. <laughs> he does need help and she was like, The fuck You yep. uh, know. but I thought that was really good for Sydney to show him as or Sydney Sherman. Uh, Sherman to show him as How dare as, as very competent in that way. Yeah, he
1: is a competent psychologist.
0: I also wrote uh, The Old Days Before We Knew Freud Was a Fraud.
1: <laughs> I, my comment was S- Sergeant Freud would think everyone's obsessed with their major.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yuck, yuck. Oh Sorry. my god,
0: I'm gonna smack uh, you.
1: <laughs> listen, I gotta get one or two dad jokes in. Um...
0: <laughs> you just like became a dad and they started bubbling up in you. <laughs> like
1: lycanthropy. Like like, like il- <laughs> <laughs> like... Every full moon.
0: Every full moon, you build a deck and you. <laughs> And you fight anyone who touches the thermostat.
1: Um, I do that even outside of the full moon, but that's because I'm a polar bear. Um,
0: that's true. That's why my phone connects to the thermostat wirelessly, so you can't catch me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we get to the trick that they pull on Margaret, yes. which I have a lot of problems with. Yep. Uh, yep. The The one thing that this show consistently does not... Um, age well with is all the casual assault humor. Yep. And it's always on Margaret.
1: Yep.
0: Uh and so it was like the second that I remembered what the joke they were pulling was with tricking um Sherman into going into her tent, it was like, uh, this is gross. This is fucking gross. Can this episode be over? Um like they constantly make marg. I wrote. They make Margaret's body the collateral of their plans, and that really goes away with BJ coming in. Like I think there's only once where they really trick Margaret, and it and it's like early BJ yeah. days.
1: Well, it's uh, also right around season four is where she, Loretta uh, Swit demanded that they change how she, Margaret is treated on the show.
0: Yeah, so. and bless her for it because. This shit is so gross. And you really only see it when Trapper is around. Yep. And Trapper is the one who doesn't give a shit about it. He doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. He appears to give a shit about Hawkeye, but he really doesn't. He cares about Hawkeye in so much as he cares about anybody who is on his side. Um, But yeah, like... It, I did love, though, um, <laughs> when everybody came in, Frank holding Margaret, like, a few inches off the ground while she just flails wildly trying to beat him. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. <Yep. laughs> just watching her like, yeah, perfect! <laughs> like, I, I do appreciate that while they make Margaret's body collateral, they, she never really takes it laying down, pun intended. Yeah. Uh, she is always fighting it.
1: She is, and she's always the stronger of the two with Frank. Like, Frank cowers behind her. Yeah. Like, she holds him when he gets attacked and scared. Yeah. Versus he has to hold her back.
0: Yeah, which he does in that moment. He's Mm -hmm. just like, uh, (laughs) Margaret? She's like, let me at him! Yep. Like, it makes me think of, uh, of that old cartoon, um... With the big bulldog and the tiny wiener dog, yep. or the tiny Chihuahua, He's like let me on boss. Yep. Uh, yep. It. I just love that moment. That's so cute. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and uh, and then they finish by going right back to the grind.
1: Mm-hmm. The the cyclical nature of every every downtime is bookended by the OR and. The brutality of war and blah, yada yada yada.
0: Well, and I kind of like that there, there was no resolution. They didn't finally get to go to Tokyo. Like, there was no like, and the heroes have won the day, and oh yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna get to go to. Tokyo, they're getting this vacation the episode doesn't end on a nice little wrap up where where they get what they wanted Mm -hmm. it actually ends in a kind of depressing place because that's what this job does
1: yep, exactly
0: and I appreciate that about this show that it's weird to say I appreciate that this show is so depressing Uh, but I appreciate for sake of you know my friends in the military the honesty that just because this is a sitcom they didn't learn a valuable lesson and get their treats by the end like yeah it just went right back to the grind
1: Yep, and went right back to the grind and right back to the really the horrors of the fact that they they don't get a break. Yeah. They spend their entire break trying to get an actual break. Yep. Yep.
0: And and that's just how it goes. Like, and the, and the shit that they see and never getting a break from it, the show had to progress the way that it did by the final episode. There was really no other way to do it. Yeah. Like, if that show had ended on a happy, like, and the war is over and they all go home... I don't think anybody would still be talking about MASH today.
1: Not at all. Because MASH really was one of the first television shows that explored what makes war awful and how terrible the military machine is. Mm -hmm. And no, we're not going to pull punches on that.
0: Yeah. I should have ate more dinner. This gin is strong.
1: (laughs) I only gave you two ounces.
0: I know. (laughs) Good job, Ryan Reynolds.
1: Yeah, it's it's good, Jim. But on that note, uh, yeah, this is a good episode. It's a it's.
0: I feel like because we were talking in one of the previous episodes, like the episodes that start to kind of feel like what what we all think of when we think of Mash, and I feel like this
1: was one of them. Definitely, yeah. This felt more like actual Mash.
0: But I miss BJ. We have such a long <laughs> road to go until we get him.
1: Three seasons. <laughs>
0: we're gonna have to record more. Yeah, we're gonna have to record more regularly because if I gotta if I gotta play the long game with Trapper again, no.
1: Just 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 so folks know because yes, we, we release every two weeks, but we recorded episodes four, five, and six around when episode one was released. We're recording seven, eight, and nine tonight. Six is already out, <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're like catching up. Um, but this, this has what been, happens
0: when life gets busy yeah
1: we, we yeah we had co- conferences to go to and there conventions to go to and stuff but uh yeah no this has been episode 7 of Smash a podcast about Jin and the 4077 mm. and uh, stay tuned in 2 weeks when we re- release episode 8
0: yeah see you then
1: bye <laughs>